Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name is Pete Allison and this right here is David Crimp. Hello, good afternoon, morning, evening, good night and welcome to a quite husky, croaky voice uh, yes. into that sort of episode where Phoebe loses her voice and it gets mm. very sexy, I hope, but do I you think Do you feel Do you feel sexy? In reality, or? I think it's just, I just I'm just ill, <laughs> so it's, it's, okay. it's not sexy or particularly useful for me, but I mean, chronology fans... This is the first episode that we're recording after our live podcast yes. festival episode, which yeah. was the first episode of this season. It's it's very confusing, isn't it? But so that was probably four weeks ago now. But here we are, two days later in in real life yes. time, as it were. That's quite hard to keep track of, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it is. It's hard to keep track of, and ultimately completely irrelevant to basically <laughs> anyone. But it just hopefully strong start to the podcast. <laughs> really. <laughs> Just explains my voice because I've been there all weekend and there's been a lot of talking and I had to do some singing yesterday on a different podcast. Oh, it was, it's, it's too much. Actually, Pete. just to mess up the um, cr- chronology, is that the word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Order um, even more. I uh, opened my laptop and it's the first time I've opened this laptop since we recorded an episode. And as soon as I opened the laptop, what started blaring out from YouTube was Loretta's Trouble with Boys, um, which we referenced from the one with the routine. So I quickly wondered why all that music was coming from my laptop and then I realised what it was. There you go. Great, great. The only time anyone ever listens to that song ever and it's only that one chorus. Um, Should we meet today's friend, Pete? Yes, I think we should. Uh, It is the wonderful comedy writer uh, and lovely man and also a man with uh, another side job, uh, which we will become relevant in a moment. I've really... What a fucking slick intro that was. Hey, Jack Bernhardt. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Hello. Good thank, to be here. Uh, thank you for being I'm here. I'm a massive chronology fan. <laughs> yeah. Huge chronology fan. This is good. Did you Have you kept up with it? That's the first thing. Uh, what, the chronology? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure when in time and space I am. I'm not sure what I can mention. Sure. No, that's yeah. fine. Let's let's keep spoilers. Who's the Prime Minister? Live spoilers. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't even worry about that. This, <laughs> honestly, this will be out for probably another three or four weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. very yeah, so hard to... Yeah. <laughs> we will never know. We'll have been through four or five by then, I imagine. <laughs> Also, by by saying that Jack has a side job, you've mm. made it sound like it's some sort of 
I don't know, illegal activity. It was very I'm hoping vague. we could delay revealing what it is for as long as possible, just to up <laughs> yes. the tension. Yeah, yeah that's good. I mean, normally I'd be uh, very happy to do that, but the problem is it's very relevant to the it podcast is, yeah. and uh, I'd like to discuss it. So if you don't mind, we will, <laughs> uh, we'll ruin the mystery immediately. So, so you... Uh, as, as, Played as, Gunther in France. I, I did, yeah. <laughs> you have changed, but you haven't aged. I'm not. I haven't done the bleach blonde anymore. No. That's the thing. Um, tell us what your your side job. Side job, such a side weird job, phrase, is, isn't it? I do uh, promo making for Comedy Central, which involves a lot of friends watching so and you, friends editing. You make the the trailers for friends, making basically. the tra- like me and a team of another yeah five or six people. That's great. It's it is it's a lot of fun, genuinely, and I. Say that with a smile on my face and a song in my heart. <laughs> I do really enjoy it. It is a lot of fun, uh, but it means I have a sort of love-hate relationship. I think with the show, not in a uh, not in a properly hate way, just in, in that the, sort of way where you work in an ice cream shop, yeah, and you don't want to. Eat and ice by the cream. end, you're like, yeah, I just can't stand. I don't want to eat any more yeah. uh, chocolate chip. I couldn't think of any ice cream flavors. <laughs> I was really struggling. V- for a vanilla. Van- I hate the vanilla ice cream. I definitely work in an ice cream factory. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so in our sort of um, uh, text-based pre-conversations to mm-hmm. this, you reckon you've seen every episode of Friends at least how many times? Well, I thought about this after. So I said 10 times originally. Yeah. Okay, I think what's actually, because I thought about it later on, I think what's more likely is I've seen every episode twice, but about 20 episodes about 20 or 30 times. Okay. <laughs> Purely because those are the ones that get promoted and those are the ones that, because Comedy Central will do like stunts where it's like, uh, this is your favourite Friends episode and it's always uh, the one where they're not ready. Yeah. Um, or uh, the one with Ross's tan or the one with Ross's teeth. Right. Uh, and so you end up watching those ones over and over and over again. So there's like a sort of uh, an A-list basically. Yeah, there's sort of a, there's, and they're usually around, I mean, you get quite a lot from season because I know there's a big season there's a season one to five divide yeah and there's a season five to ten divide and I know that you are on the Dave you're on the season one to five I'm the earlier uh, yeah I would say season five to ten gets more play and really? gets more yeah what the one with Ross's tan is a hugely popular episode right as often at the very top of the list I can actually believe that they get more play because they are the ones you definitely see more and and they look they look Better, they which, look like yeah. television. They look they? like TV, yeah. which I think is yeah. <laughs> the yeah, other stuff doesn't look like TV. The it old, the like old a... ones still do look like someone's putting in a VHS yeah. and pressing play, like, sort of Comedy Central <laughs> HQ, like an old Charlie Chaplin. Like yeah. there should be a guy playing the piano alongside. Yeah. Everything's because a bit wrong. Before used to show them sort of chronologically, didn't they? Mostly, so you'd get them in order day by day. You'd go through the seasons, but Comedy Central don't do that, do they? I think so. It, it's weird because I think Comedy Central has a way bigger uh, turnaround. So, like, right. you'll get, they, they're showing it from, I don't know if this is quite right, but something crazy, like, from 10 till 3, they'll be showing episodes of Friends, and then, again, from, like, 5 till, I don't know, 7 or 8. So you end up going through quite a lot of, because that's, you know, 10 till 3, 2 episodes. That's 10 episodes, that's, yeah. Yeah, you're basically getting through half a series every day. That's so you, it, And it is, like, genuinely, you will, like, you'll turn on, I mean, if it is going, I think... At the moment, they're doing it chronologically because it's the Friends 25-year celebration, and we're all delighted yep. th- th- to watch more Friends, um, and we're celebrating the fact that they're, you know, that we're showing every episode. Um, but they, so they do. I think they do do them chronologically, and they do go through like 
ruts. But yeah, the ones early on, season one doesn't really seem to get much of a play. Two will get a bit of a play, but then it's basically three till ten will get the most play. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and yeah, I guess it does make sense of the ones that just look more recent. But I think the, I mean, because they've spent... Uh, well, not to go too much into like how much they spent, but Please. obviously, uh, well, we, you know, uh, well, because there was a big thing about how much Netflix spent to get the rights for streaming, and everyone was like, "Why have you spent so much money?" And it was a similar conversation as to why Comedy Central has spent so much money to to get the rights for this show that is genuinely twenty five years old, right? Um, and obviously, it's doing very well streaming wise, and it, a lot of people watch it still, so it's sort of they think it's you know actually. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know how Netflix works, so I'm not sure if it's helped their revenue or if Netflix are about to implode. I don't know. Right. No. I have yeah. no, I have no understanding of <laughs> what's con- actually going on. Well, I'm continually fascinated by Netflix in the same way I am by like the BBC license fee. In yeah. That my brain can't compute how. <laughs> I pay like seven pounds a month, yeah, and they make Stranger Things, and, and then like, like fifty other things. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, and you're sort of like, is that good value? I yeah. mean, I guess yeah. that is good. That is good value, I feel like but it's also good for me. But they, they <laughs> my brain, they must have nine billion people, yeah. paying that, and I just like, I, I can't make the maths work in and my head. And it's like also why? Because I don't think anyone's gotten Netflix for friends, but I think a lot of people would not cancel Netflix because they don't want to lose friends. Right. So I think that's probably where they because people go like, oh, I'll get Netflix for Stranger Things, and then they go oh, I can watch Friends whenever I want, which means I can yeah. just sit here and watch Friends. But it's it's not like a royalty system, isn't it? That, no, I, I, I don't think it's... They're not tracking on... like, how many people watch Friends and then yeah. something, something, something. You know, I can't quite work it's out. It's one of those like blackboards that says, like, for how to make money. One, do Friends. Yeah. Two, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Three, profit. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's exactly that. None of it None of it makes sense to me. But the, the interesting thing is that they paid all this money for it and they've also... Uh, like upgraded it so it looks way better than a lot of shows that were made around the same time because it's on I film. I always think when you watch in HD it looks surprisingly clear given it's, it obviously wasn't made with that technology. Well weirdly I think it it wasn't made with that technology but they filmed it in on like film which is much right. higher end than any other show that was going on at that time with the idea that in the future they probably could upgrade it wow. um, which is crazy and it's sort of so it was originally like play, when it was played out. It was played out in four three. I, I'm going into aspect ratio, uh, uh, chronology, <laughs> aspect ratios. We're, is, we're hitting all the hitting yeah. all the the hard topics today. It's already my favorite episode of this podcast. <laughs> but genuinely, because the um, so four three obviously it makes it really hard to promote or like to show like four three shows that go on that go on TV now look really weird because they've got big black bars yeah. on the side. Um, but Friends, even though it was, you know, it went out in 4.3 for the majority of its run, it was filmed with widescreen in mind yeah. so that it could be upgraded later on. It's like incredibly forward thinking, it's, isn't it's it? It's hugely forward, but also meant they spent so much money on it, as in when they were first filming it, with right. the intention that this will run and run and run. They and basically run. filmed it for a thing that didn't yet exist. Yeah, but, it's crazy. Yeah. And then because we, all, we get all these little now bloopers where a woman playing the part of like a Monica yeah. body doubles in the what was the out of shot for 4-3 yeah. but is now very much in, in shot for wide and people screen. are like how did they not spot this yeah. like, well that was because that was where your TV ended yeah, you did not, not the, see that it wasn't on the television yeah exactly um, but yeah it's very strange so this is another thing that you brought up in our in our pre-show uh, chat was 
um, a game you play. <laughs> I say, I mean, I realised again, I oversold this. Yeah. What I do is it's uh, it's how many of the interstitial stings can you <laughs> recite and sing uh, with no memory of, or like from not from watching the show. And I think it's only possible to do about six. I think I maintain. You can do. I, I don't know. I probably can't do six now because I always whenever you, I, I feel like it's like there's only a certain amount you can put in your head because yeah. it's just guitar licks. Yes. But the one I always go to to start with is yeah great which is a classic that wasn't the one that immediately came to mind for me I, exactly which, I think everyone has different ones because then you say it to other people and they uh, there's do 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 yes which again is one that you don't really think about no. that often what's yours Pete what's your what's your go to one um Dun, ba, dun, ba, da, 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 dun, dun. Oh, that is good. That's a good one. That is good. And a couple of because a couple of the interstitials in this podcast, yeah. they're ones that I hadn't thought about for ages. Yeah. So, so basically, this is again a, a very unnecessary behind the scenes look <laughs> into the podcast. When we first started making the podcast, I think I made four. I think I've got four of them, they're and good. I was like, "This is a great plan, Dave. What you'll do is every like two or three months, you'll just make like two or three more." And then we'll have this big bank of them. <laughs> and then two things happened. One, I just didn't. <laughs> more for just, not laziness, just never quite got around to I it. I also think that you'd sort of get to the point where you're like, why Why am I doing this? <laughs> well, A, why am I doing this? And B, it, they're surprisingly hard to locate. Yeah. So I'd go to like YouTube and try like, friends things. No, there's nothing on there. There's like two on there. I'm happy to, to do as many as I can think of right now. Yeah, that'd be good. And um, then I can just go and recreate them from my brain later. Wait, have I already done this one? One goes down now, down now, down now, down now, down. Yeah, that's great. Because that's a really that that is one that you then start thinking about. And there's like a later season one, which is basically just like like a like a guitar. And now I can't think of it. But if I just start, I sometimes if I just start going, wait, no, that's a set that I've already done that one. The yeah, 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 that's the they're hard. They're really hard. They are. I wonder who made those. I don't know. Do you I imagine just... it wasn't the Rembrandts, because that's, yeah. in your brain, you'd be like, oh yeah, get them to do a few stings while they're in. Yeah. Because they, the Rembrandts, this is, again, this is a very segue you, conversation. You can't go to mad, I know, I, mad I, deep on this podcast. You I, can't. I, I heard the Adam Hess episode. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know it very well. Uh, but the Rembrandts, they originally only did the chorus, didn't they? Yes, As in, so. they, they just did the chorus, and then it was so popular that they wrote the rest build of a the song. song. Yeah. And that's why it's sort of the second half of the song is like, where's this going? I don't really. Yeah. It's absolutely mad. That second verse. I'm now at a stage, I think 25 years later when I can just about do all the words to the whole song just from various. I mean, I feel like you have to now. I, (laughs) at at the radio station that I work at, they played the Rembrandts in forward today. And hearing the second verse is always very unsettling because it's lyrics that you are largely unfamiliar with yeah. compared to the ones you've heard literally hundreds of times. You're still in bed at 10, but work began at, at eight. 8. You've had your breakfast so far. Things are going great. Yeah. Of course you know it. Yeah, mother told you there'd be days like, like these. Days like these is really weird because it sort of it feels weirdly like uh, ominous. Yes, Like right. your mother sat you down one day and said, honey, there will be days like these. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, can, you can read really dark things into it until you realise that all it was to do is to rhyme with the word knee. <laughs> in the next line, which is days like these, but she never 
she never told you the something the world had brought you down to your knees. I That's still that pretty line. intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Fun... Your mother told you there's been days like these. But the world had brought you down to your knees. Yeah, mad. the lyrics that we are familiar with, they are also about saying, "God, isn't life shit?" Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but at least you've got your mates. Yeah. It's a real. It's like a Cheers. Like because Cheers did that first. Well, I don't know if they did it first, but that whole like. Oh, everything's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Go to the pub. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like that, but for people who go to coffee shops instead. Right, exactly. In the 90s. Something, though, that people that have joined this podcast maybe halfway through, or maybe, I think this is the second episode of the podcast ever, Pete, in the one with the blackout. Um, yes. There is, for my money, the most bizarre Friends interstitial sting. Oh, have you? Which yep. I flagged to you yep. uh, when we were texting, and you, I don't think you'd even clocked no. it. No. Do you remember this, Pete? Do you remember us talking about this? Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. Well, I'm just going to oh, play. Oh, isn't it, isn't it just someone singing? Yeah, it's busy. Yeah, it's, like, it's a one mad. you'll know, but I've got to just play it off my laptop, so hopefully you'll uh, you'll be able to hear it. But it's um, it's bizarre, isn't it? Mad, it's absolutely bizarre. So you sort of know that tune, but then for some reason, this is so that's like the seventh episode of Friends. They went, ah. Oh, Let's get a, a do 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 guy in yeah. to do a bit of over the topsies. And they did it once. And we're like, no, never again. <laughs> yeah. We cannot do that again. It was obviously some sort of inquiry. <laughs> yeah. they just went, no, he yeah. is never coming back. <laughs> he can't come back. My Actually, my friend at work like played it to me today being like, have you heard this? And I was oh, like, really? Like, yes, I've only just heard about this. And it sort of became, it's like now it's spreading around the office. Like there's a do 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 interstitial. It's really I couldn't locate it. I had to I had to clip that out of our podcast when we oh, talked really? about it last time because it took me so again I was I started watching the episode and like trying to jump between yeah. scenes and it's like they've wiped it from to, Netflix. It's impossible to bloody find it. Uh, anyway, look, chronology aside and stings aside <laughs> and all the other sort of uh, mechanical rights, <laughs> all that sort of stuff we've been talking about. Uh, should we talk about your episode? Yes, please. Which is? Uh, the one where Ross finds out. The one where Ross finds out. He, so you've gone early. I've gone early. Um, not, I, I actually, I was thinking about like what I think of as iconic Friends episodes. And to be honest, it is later usually like season four onwards because I think I grew up watching those ones. Right. Like the ones where they go to London. Yeah. And I was very much like, oh, Americans have come to London. Oh, I, think, I think that was one of the first ones I probably ever yeah. saw as well. I think it confused me because I was like, are they always going to be in London? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, no. No, never again. <laughs> never again. Um, they got rid of the only British character as well. They were like, nope, she's gone too. <laughs> she is, and, and rightly so. <laughs> Go. Uh, no, so I, this was actually, because I was thinking about what I should do, and I ended up doing a stunt for uh, Friends recently, and it was, it's uh, sort of like, again, because it's 25 years, uh, it was the, uh, the dates, so all of the best dates episodes from uh, okay. Friends. Uh, and this was one of those ones that I had not forgotten about, but sort of just like it was just in the back of my memory. And it's I've forgotten how good it is, and also how important it is. The, so the dates wise, this is Rachel's date. Oh, this is Rachel's about. date. Yeah, 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 with um Ari Gross. Yes. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Great knowledge. It, I mean, I, I was again. Uh, growing up with the Ellen sitcom. Do you remember the Ellen sitcom? I mean, I I, I remember it existing. Yeah. I could not tell you a single thing about it. Uh, well, I, I again, because I sort of, I watched it. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I remember him. I recognize him. And yeah, he was like uh, Ellen's love interest for two or three seasons. And yeah. then, um, and then not. They're not. For, for perhaps obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah so is that, is that, 
it's very weird. Did the chronology of that sitcom well like, okay. sort of straddle? So so I, I this is again feels like a massive. Well, it's not really because because he's in the episode. Yeah. But uh, Ellen used to be called. I looked this up. Used to be called Friends Like These. And it came out in 1994, in March 1994. They renamed it Ellen after the second series because of Friends. Oh, really? Yeah. That yeah. That's mad. It's really weird because also it implies that Ellen wasn't the main star of it when actually, because again, it's that weird thing of Friends was the first sitcom that had, didn't have like a star, it had six stars. Yes. And I think that they were possibly trying to do that with Ellen. And if the show had been called and continued to be Friends Like These, perhaps Ari, uh, yeah. Uh, Ari Gross. I'd forgotten his name immediately. Uh, maybe these he, friends of mine. Was these friends of mine. Oh, friends, okay. As, as, in my head, friends like these. I think that's the original name. Oh, of friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. where I've done. Yeah. There was these also friends an like Anton Deck TV quiz show called Friends Like These. So, yeah, There's a what? That's sprung to mind. There was an Anton Deck quiz show called Friends uh, Like These. Was there? Oh, there yeah. you go. And yeah, well, I mean, it's they, been overused that title <laughs> of anything. Yeah, it has, that's isn't it? mad, isn't it? It's very weird. And then, I mean, obviously, the show ran for four seasons, and then uh, like Ellen came out, and it sort of completely yeah, so, changed. So the series the, like, the... straddled Ellen coming out, basically. Yeah. Well, so like, so she I, again, because I, I was, I went down a rabbit hole of YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Ari Gross, what's he up to? And then watched like the the episode where Ellen comes out. And it's amazing. Oh, it's so weird because that's like 1998 yeah. when she comes out. And like you're thinking of what Friends are do- is doing at that time. And it's Friends is in London. It's just kind of like this weird like chronology of like sitcoms that are happening at the same time. Right, it is. I mean, this is so. So yeah, I can't. I'm trying to get my head around. Okay. So there's a sitcom. <laughs> no, no, but because if, th- if you really think about it, what's happened is a sitcom in which originally it wasn't even called Ellen. Yes. Has then become the Ellen, Ellen Show. So, well, yeah. Not. So originally, I guess Ellen wasn't playing herself, as it were. Do you know what I mean? She's playing a character. She was, yeah. In a an ensemble sitcom. Yeah. But then the characters, the, the basically sexuality a- has reflected her the actor's sexuality <laughs> so, midway through the shooting of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which then made like Ari Gross, who was set up as the love interest. Yeah. He was like, well, I'm no longer, obviously I'm Completely no longer the love interest. Now, yeah. I'm redundant. And the show was sort of like struggling for like a reason to exist. Right. Um, and this, I mean, spin-off, sitco- uh, spin-off podcast idea. <laughs> the Ellen podcast. <laughs> the Ellen podcast. I'm here for it. I've never, um, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an episode. I, I used to, so I used to watch that and Will and Grace and Friends all together. Oh. And they were, because they were all around the same time-ish yes. and there were always like lots of reruns on. Will and Grace I used to watch when, when it was on Channel 4 back yeah. in the... And, and Frasier. And, yeah, but that's kind of fallen off my yeah. radar completely Well, now. that's I, coming back to Comedy Central, so... Uh, oh, there you go. There you go. Good. Putting that plug in. Keeping it very corporate, aren't oh, you, Oh, thank you. Uh, so, let's do your episode then. Oh, sorry. Uh, season, yeah. No, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Sidetracks ahoy. Season 2, episode 7, the one where Ross finds out. Here's the Wikipedia synopsis. A drunken Rachel is persuaded to call Ross and reveal her feelings for him on his answering machine. When he finds out, he must make the choice between her and Julie. Meanwhile, Monica finds work as... Well, this is incorrect, isn't it? Finds work as Chandler's personal trainer. No, 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 no. no. She's not being paid. And also, Rachel isn't persuaded to yeah, phone, yeah, the, phone him by anyone. Very odd use of the passive yeah. form there. Yeah. Do not enjoy that. Uh, and Phoebe has a hard time trying to get her boyfriend to have sex with her. Not uh, boyfriend. A guy not boyfriend, dated just, a, just a guy she likes. Yeah. She seeks Jerry's advice. Uh, Ross and Rachel argue. Ross says he's not leaving Julie at the end of the episode. Ross and Rachel kiss. I feel... Basically, like that, that bio is a sh- that's, shambles. That's, yeah, shambles. that's an absolute shambles. If you've written that and you're listening, <laughs> shame How on you. How dare you? How dare yeah. you? But on the plus side, Pete, directed by our good friend Peter Boners. Ah, Peter Boners. <laughs> it's lovely when Peter Boners makes, a, <laughs> makes an appearance on Friends with Friends. 
Um, so yeah, so we so we've got our three plot lines as normal. So we've got. I mean, I feel like this is even though there are the sort of traditional ABC plots yeah. in this episode, it's like 97% it's, Ross and Rachel and Julie. Well, interestingly, yes, except it takes a while for that, for that, to, 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 ha- that yeah. to happen. Yeah. It's it, sort of, it, the episode like treads water for like a couple of scenes. You're like, where's this going? Yeah, because the whole first two or three scenes is but, Chandler and Monica and Chandler's yeah. put on some weight. And then, but that's that, that storyline and the Phoebe um, and Scott storyline, yeah. Basically, yeah, like you said, they start and then they just go. They, they just, just disappear yeah, like, for oh, about, about 15 minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where would you like to start? Where should we start? Uh, I think let's go chronolo- chronologically okay. to, to match this episode and start with uh, Chandler and Monica. So Chandler and Monica. So this is interesting. So I, during my, I mean, I'm sure we've all read the same sort of things, but yeah. this is apparently the, the storyline. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Where the producers and the writers were like, Chandler and Monica. Really? They have chemistry. So this was the, the first time they'd done a big sort of storyline together, and they were all like, "Ah, oh, guys, this is these are the guys. This is the ones." Because they do. I mean, there's still quite a long like because what? So end of season four is when they get together. Yes. So crucially, so, they they basically. I mean, this is all internet hearsay, yeah. potentially completely nonsense. But supposedly, what happened is they went, "Guys, Chandler and Monica." we should get them together. Mm. And then everyone else was sort of like, yeah, but we kind of we just got Ross and Rachel together. Uh, so they, they they delayed it a season to stop oh, it interfering with Ross and Rachel. Oh. Which is interesting, But that's like, it? that's quite a long, because there's still, because there's actually a lot of good, I quite like this episode because it's a pre-Chandler and Monica, mm. Chandler and Monica story. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're not fun. a very common pairing before, the, before yeah. them actually getting together, are they? It doesn't happen. And then when they get together, it's not the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very weird because it's sort of, this feels like a really good pairing, like as in when they're together platonically, because yes. their, their relationship in this one is very funny yes. and very, and well, at times very sweet and at times very sad. <laughs> there are some incredibly, yeah, yeah very some dark, incredibly yeah. insensitive moments in. Oh uh, god, like it, it, it veers wildly. This one, <laughs> yeah, it really um, does, and it all starts kind of strangely, doesn't it? So Chandler comes in and basically. This is one of these great friends things where they reference that he's been to another party. Who Who is at that party? <laughs> yeah. Who could possibly have been at yeah. that party? Who was hosting that party? Yeah. How did he get an invite? Why was he the only one there? Why, yeah. And the, and also it must have been like a romantic party because he's looking for women and they pass through him. <laughs> yeah. I really, I, I hope it's sort of like an eyes wide shut situation. <laughs> it's just never referred to. Chandler says that he is repelling women, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Chandler isn't repelling women because he's put on weight. He's repelling them because he is wearing a cardigan <laughs> that looks like it could be used as wall insulation. It's that thick. <laughs> that is true. He yeah. he comes in dressed like an eighty year old man and says, yes. "What's wrong with me?" And everyone's like, "Ah, it's because you've been on weight. <laughs> You're, You're fat, like, mate." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the 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 not even the elephant in the room. Really, it's like the very lack of an elephant because yeah. he is so. It's, well-toned like he's an attractive man in his prime he I is mean, not put on any weight there's a lot of awkwardness also around Chandler's weight later on because yes. of the whole you know drugs yeah. and rehab and stuff so it does feel like one of those precursor things where you're like he isn't is he but mm-hmm. but if you think he is then this is going to get problematic yeah. because yeah. see you imagine him in season six lads yeah you know, it's Oh boy, it's very odd. Um, and there's a slightly strange. So Phoebe goes, "Oh, you know, you put on weight. I yeah. always get like this, and it's it's a bit awkward." And then Monica volunteers to be his personal trainer or whatever. And then there's a strange 
joke that Phoebe does where she sort of goes, oh, I should never have said anything. And yeah. you think, oh, we're resolving it. And then she goes for a hug and does that thing where she goes, oh, I can't make my hands meet around your back. Yeah. Which is really odd. Really odd and really, like, not, it's sort of mean, but yeah. also not like, not like, oh, that's so, f-. like, everyone's reaction is, you've absolutely nailed it, Phoebe. Well done, you've done it. Whereas right. actually, like, it's like, oh, it's kind of gross and sad. And also, that's not how the girth works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Crucially, the <laughs> physics is all off. Yeah, the physics is... T- and that's the one thing I look for in every Friends episode. It's accurate, accurate physics. physics. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's this is all the, the, pre, uh, the pre-credits the Yeah, role. pre-credits. And then we get a... Uh, this is, again, going back to watch season two of Friends, the first establishing shot after the credits. Did you notice it? Yeah, oh, oh, 9-11? Or the, the, the Twin Towers, yeah. yeah. Okay. Twin Towers. Yeah, oh, that's another game, but that's less fun that you can play whenever uh, the Twin Towers are on uh, TV at right. Comedy Central. Because yeah. it's a lot, and they do not cut it at all from any of the reruns and any of the... It's very weird. It's very... It's just... It's still incredibly jarring yeah. just to see sort of a... A completely nonchalant establishing shot. Yeah, like there it is. There, yeah. yeah, deal Twin with that. Towers, front yeah. and centre. There they are. It's very. I read a lot of things about this. Is again a massive uh, uh, skirting away tangent. That's mm. the word um, that talked about how like little friends did. I mean, they probably should. You know, you don't want to like associate with you know the Twin Towers, but there was very little like that. Friends actually did. To market. Uh, to market or to do any... Which is kind of weird because when you think about the show, it's, you know, 94 to 2004. Yeah. Like, at its very peak is when 9-11 happens. Yeah. It's very weird. They are just... Apparently, there was one joke that they took out of a... Uh, like, them going to the airport for Monica and Chandler's honeymoon. I read right. this ages ago where it was like... Chandler was like, oh, he said, I've got a bomb. And they had to cut that because... Because, I mean, you know, obviously you would. Yeah. But it's just odd because, like, a lot of... I mean, that must have been very weird because the whole show is, like, New York-centric. Yes. There and is one not... episode, isn't there, when they... they There's a tribute at the end of it. There's like is a, there? A, a, oh, God, you're right! There's, like, a, a black screen. I can't remember what it says, but it does... It says something about a, it's in tribute to the people of New York or something. Yeah, but it's very... But I can't remember the episode itself no, being anything... To, it felt very like... Oh, uh-huh. no, yeah, it's not related to the episode. It's just... Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying they should have had an episode, the one with 9-11. That would have been <laughs> truly terrible. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree. But, yeah, and, and, and I guess you sort of... You go, well, there are ways of doing it, and there's a sort of famous misfiring West Wing episode yeah. where they really address it, and everyone goes... And everyone's like, oh, oh no, no. dreadful no. and patronising yeah. and awful. Um, but, yeah, it, it is... Looking back now, with, with the hindsight, in the perspective and all that time having passed it's mad it's that- just very I mean because like I mean it is an escapist show so I suppose but then oh, it's just so hard to know how you I mean whether you do it or whether you talk about it it's very yeah I found uh, I found some quotes from Kevin S. Bright on this would you like them? always shall I okay let me re-say that so that I could it can be edited more naturally <laughs> um you know I'm just going to leave this in, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, this is, yeah. Shall I just make it... Is there even any point me pretending... No, this no, 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 say it again. Say oh, it again. Try it, go yeah. on. Give it a go, mate. So I've just found some quotes from Kevin S. Bright where he talks about... Um, oh, that's interesting. It is you? interesting, isn't it? And uh, how uh, he says that Friends is synonymous with New York City, obviously. He said, because we realised that we were not a topical show, we didn't want to do a very special episode of Friends where they're all distressed about what happened and trying to deal with it. That just wasn't what we thought the show meant to the audience. We felt we were comfort food. And during this time, if anything, we should be funnier than we've ever been. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I, mean, I mean it's it's a hard thing to know what you should do. There's definitely a logistics issue in the sense that the well, so that would have been 
2001 would have been season seven, season seven. eight apparently yeah. friends eight. is eight. Oof. friends is eighth season premiere the one after i do aired on the 27th of september and also dedicated to the people of new york city okay but yeah i mean with as with any sort of sitcom like that you know it'd be hard to wrangle an entire oh, episode yeah. that that week can go let's pop that out next yeah. week um but that is what that is what happened in the west wing isn't it they, yeah. they shot a sort of non Non, yeah, like chronology a, episode. Yeah. so much, <laughs> so much chronology. chronology, in this chronology. Um, But yes, that, like, let's let's. Shall we say the this podcast's official stance is to forgive them? Oh yeah, entirely for not like marking nine eleven. Yeah, what? How have I got to this? Point? Yes, I'm so sorry. This. How's this? <laughs> How can I mean? What other yeah atrocities do we want to go into? <laughs> let's talk about Chandler being fat. Okay, yeah, that makes more which sense. Which is an also, also an atrocity. <laughs> Because he is not fat. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, this is a very strange one because in my head, so this is, this, there's two or three scenes at the start of the episode when this happens. Monica, and and it's basically the same scene over and over again. Yeah. Monica comes around and goes, hey, let's go for a run. And Chandler goes, no, I'm you, tired. you witch, get out of my life, basically. Which, which is so, it's such an odd thing because I was watching it. I, there's a bit where he talks to Joey and he's like, she's insane. Yeah. She's making me go to, like, go training all the time. Yeah. The montage was... Uh, going down the stairs yep. in little gym shorts yep. uh, Chandler's so tired that he gets into a taxi while Monica runs on yeah. and he does two and a half sit-ups <laughs> that is it it's a slow jog it is and, and yet it's later of... claimed that that does actually help him lose weight yeah like she's doing great stuff for him yeah. and she is also not she's not like she's really positive she isn't it isn't someone being like you know like a drill sergeant she's not like waking him up out of bed right. like she's she's being helpful and I'd nice I'd be thrilled if someone was basically offering me free yeah like effective weight loss solutions but I yeah I'd be and and, it, and also I felt like because there's a bit where, where she's like look if you want to stop we can just say stop and he goes stop and she says no but it's not like no how dare you I'll you know I'll never stop it's just you know no we're having fun yeah, get yeah, on the yeah. energy train Toot. like she seems really up for it and yeah. really it's she's dedicating her time to helping him in a way that seems really nice which makes the way that Chandler eventually gets out of doing exercise incredibly mean oh god it's awful it's a real it doesn't sit nicely oh, no, with it me doesn't. all that scene. it's really really horrible because well it's like a complete character assassination isn't it it it's it's so like brutal and it's like it's like welcome to the dark side from yeah, Chandler right. where he's like oh don't make me do something I won't I'll regret which is you know she's been like hey do you want to go for a run and he immediately like finds the worst aspects of her well, life at this point and like drags her into the depression it's yeah he, he doesn't want to go on a run with her so he drags up the fact that her parents would be incredibly disappointed if she told them that she'd lost her job. <laughs> And and she doesn't have a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. reminds her she doesn't have a boyfriend. Oh, She's God. unemployed. Her parents are disappointed in it. It's really it's, strange. It's real, Which like yeah, makes it all the more weird. If the writers saw that and thought they make a great couple, exactly. It's so. <laughs> I, this is the thing: is I can't understand how they'd be like, oh, brilliant! I'm on board for this. Yeah. Get the the Mandela train going now. <laughs> well, even the sort of immediate aftermath of that is mad because this 
incredibly cruel yeah. scene plays out. And then Chandler dances off to the Nutcracker suite into, yeah. his, into his bedroom. Which, if you think about it, there is the Nutcracker is not playing because no. Monica has just gone to sleep. Yes. So he is just dancing around and then jumps very violently back into his bedroom. Very odd. Super weird. No, it's very strange. And, and again, with the way it all plays out in the episode, we've not heard from them yeah, for the, about 12, 15 minutes. You have yes, the there's first, a big gap, like, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. You have the first like four minutes are all to do with nothing else. No other storyline. This is definitely the. This is. I'd say there are two C storylines rather than there being a B and a C because yes, it's definitely. like these are so like Classic. nothing happens in joint these. third place. And yeah, then first, place. <laughs> first place very much. Yeah. Um, like there, there's. The, yeah, there's basically the exact same scene happens as you say, where he where he's like, "It's God's day. I don't want it." It's the same scene that happens at the post credits. It's yeah. such a, it's such a bizarrely structured storyline. Mm. There's one really good bit of physical comedy that I really like, where they have their little slap fight outside. Oh, outside Central Park. Yeah, that's great. A silent comedy. Silent yeah. comedy, which is which is really like that. Again, is that bit where I was like, "That's the not the point where I'm like, these are a good." As a like, Chandler and Monica are good as a couple, but more just I like seeing them together. Yes, platonically. You're right. And like later on when they do the whole, um, uh, the one in the beach house where the um, with the the jellyfish. Yes. Like that, it sort of feels like a precursor to that where they're sort of like matey, but you know, like like fighting each other a bit, but sort of bantery. I, I like that relationship a lot. It's it, great. It's really good. In it's... A, in a way, it's quite sad that it gets like ruined by. Love. <laughs> Doesn't love just ruin everything? Love ruins everything. Oh, what a shambles. <laughs> but even that bit ends with him, uh, like, Monica accidentally shoves him over and then goes, oh, and then Chandler gets up, looks really menacing, and Monica runs away with the implication that Chandler's going to attack her. Gonna attack her? <laughs> and it's like, oh, great, great jokes, great banter. Yep. Can't wait for these two to get together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> And of course, we have the uh, classic. Ooh, this was made in the nineties, wasn't it? Uh, the uh, Chandler's doing the sit-ups, and Monica oh, says, "Oh God, you know, do five more, and I'll flash you." Yeah, that no. again, not great. No. Although the joke, the joke, show me one after two and a half yeah. is like it's again one of those things where you're like the joke is horrible and depressing and sad, but the structure of the joke works. Yes. Yeah. Do do we give credit for that? <laughs> Probably not. No, it's hard to tell, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Where it's hard to, it's hard to. It, it was of its time. Yeah. Oh, very much. So. That's 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 basically our party line now. <laughs> it was of its time, guys. Brian and Roger met at a support meeting for divorced men. Both are starting again. Hello, Roger. It's Brian. Um, thanks for helping me move in. Both are finding it hard. Hello, Brian. It's Roger. Um, yeah, no problem about um, helping you uh, move in there. One of them is nice. Good morning, Roger. It's Brian. I had that dream again about Carol Kirkwood. Brian and Roger is an addictive and hilarious podcast sitcom from Dan Skinner from Angelos Epithemio and Shooting Stars and Harry Peacock from Toast of London. Great big owl. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Phoebe and Scott then. Should we move on to them? Yeah. This is Again, a really weird a one, isn't it? very strange, tiny plot line. This feels super weird because it starts off quite progressive in an odd way. Right. In the sense that often with friends and sitcoms in the 90s like the the default is women withhold sex and men have to trick a woman to get sex yeah. and women don't enjoy sex but they can use it as currency right. that's sort of like the the default thing the, for the most sort of television the television idea like, yeah. like if you're good i'll give you sex yeah. and the the husband's like oh boy sex um but this is quite it starts off quite interesting where where Phoebe's like, why won't Scott have sex with me? Why yeah. won't he give it up? Which is quite an interesting way of phrasing it as well. Like that Scott is Scott is withholding the sex. Right. Um, which in, I feel like in early 90s terms, is quite progressive. Yeah, definitely. It's flipping everything on its head, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, quick sidebar. If I said to you before we'd watch this episode again, name tell me who scott is in friends <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you the character named scott yeah and you tell me who that the, is the unseen uh, boyfriend <laughs> of phoebe that would have taken i don't think i would have ever got it, <laughs> ever it's, it takes a it's a real it's a real like which is a shame because i mean there are two different ways of reading this plot line uh and one of them scott comes off very well and the other one is sort of the the way it seems to be read which is that he's an evil man so so yes, yeah, so that's how the whole thing resolves, and with basically Joey going, "This man's my hero because he got you to persuade him to have sex with you know." Yeah. So so Phoebe is like, "Oh, I finally convinced him to have sex, yeah. and don't worry, I said to him, you don't have to call me, you don't have to do anything, we don't have to be in a serious relationship." Yeah. And Joey's like, "Wow, this guy's my god," and Phoebe feels really dirty, and it's a really sad bit where she's eating a cookie and feels dirty. Yeah. Uh, it is really it's sad. really sad. It That's like, the the sort of '90s alarm bell goes off a few times in this episode. But you're quite right because this whole thing has been set up so so differently to the the norms Un- of the time. Until Joey says, "This guy is my god," and yeah. points out that if this is Scott's plan, if jo- if Scott is slimy like Joey mm. or slimy like all men, then this is a great plan. And he's done it to perfection. Yeah. Then then yeah, it's really sad and depressing. If Scott is really uh, if Scott is really genuinely like believes what he's saying and is like, I didn't want to hurt you, and yeah. you know, I wanted us to have a connection beforehand, then Joey has basically just ruined this relationship. Yep, completely. It could have been really good. Yeah. Well, that's the that's thing sad. because I think when watching that episode for the first time, and obviously I can't remember when that was, but even when watching it again for this, you kind of don't realize Joey's take on it until he says it. 
it doesn't enter your head that that might be what's going on there and that he's a bit of a player, whoever this Scott guy is. And like, it, I, you don't understand, you, you're very much siding with Phoebe and just not really understanding why it's not yeah. happening. It, it's, but it's also not like, it's not like Joey's uh, excuse is so good that you're like, oh, there that we go. Was it that was what Scott was doing. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely one of those things where you're like, oh, I suppose that's what it could be. But also- my like watching it back was just, oh, Joey's a scumbag. That was it. You know, yeah, that was my then- take on it was just, oh, of course Joey would see that in it. But then jo- but then Phoebe seems to like instantly be like, oh, that is what Scott must have yeah. done. Yeah, it's Scott- concluded that, he, that Joey's right because we never hear from Scott again, do we? So They're doing a lot. I mean, maybe we do. Maybe Scott is constantly constantly mentioned for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> We've all with, just forgotten about Scott. With his, uh, with the really weird erection joke that's yes. made midway through. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> that that's a bizarre very joke. friends, isn't it? Yeah. What's that one? It's, um, I felt it on my hip. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my word. Like, it's very like, oh, goodness, okay. Well, this this comes off the back of another Friends 90s ding-a-ling thing, which, again, could just be read as like, oh, Joey's awful. But yeah. it was... It was the immediate reaction of Joey when Phoebe was like, he hasn't had sex with me. He's yeah. like, well, he's probably gay then. Yeah. You know, like proper like 90s. Yeah. He um, must be that gay. Doesn't, yeah. That doesn't even make sense because like, why would he be... Why would he be going out with... Yeah. yeah you wouldn't be like, there if that's true? Yeah. Well, no, I, obviously all men have to date women. Yes, yes of course. <laughs> yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. Um, I did like the um, Phoebe's, he's not British line, which is when so it's that's like, a re- yeah, that's yeah. a cracking So joke. Joey says maybe he, dri- maybe he drives his car on the other side of the road, if you know what I mean. And Fe- the way he, uh, Lisa Kudrow delivers oh, that such line a good, is, yeah. is, uh, is brilliant. Like, um, he's he's not British. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like, like she's just trying to process it at the yeah. same time. It's just so <laughs> yeah. well done. It's That is like peak Phoebe as well, yeah. isn't it? That sort of not quite getting it and just being like, dismissive at the same time yeah it's wonderful um but yeah but then again again this is such a, a little c storyline and, and that's kind of it that's isn't sort it? of the 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 way it's done yeah it's like oh that's the end of that thing we're never going to see scott ever poor old scott could have been a phoebe and scott instead of phoebe and mike yeah so, yeah mike mike's lucked out here yeah from joey's terrible <laughs> friendship <laughs> The, the headline, the headline plot. Oh, the, then. oh the, the head, the hugely important plot. I think we're into this now, aren't we? The, so there's, again, there's two strands to this almost, aren't there? So it splits off into sort of Rachel and her date, and then Ross, Julie, and the and the cat. cat. <laughs> Man, the I mean, cat, the cat that they were getting. Yes, the that is is canonical. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, we're to understand that, what, ab- approximately six weeks into their relationship. Yeah, must be about six weeks, because you, you, they've, yeah. It's episode seven, you know, yeah. of, of yeah, that yeah. thing, so I guess, you know, if we're... We, we're getting a cat. If we're to presume it's one episode per real week. Yeah. Which is probably still even a bit which long. Which is about right. Although, yeah. although I was thinking about it recently, sorry, this is to go back to... Chronology. Chronology. Uh, Chandler talks about how uh, Monica has got him doing butt clenches at his desk at work. Right. As if to imply that this uh, exercise routine has been going on for like days, like weeks, yeah. eras. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he has been, he is six months through this. So actually, who poss- who can say? Yeah, that is true. Actually, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Ross and Julie have been going out for five, six, seven months. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, over the course of the episode, I don't know how much weight Chandler is supposed to have lost. Yeah, but he definitely. 
at one point she says three pounds to go. Yeah. And then another one just one pound. One pound, you got go. the last pound. That is That's not a day, is it? Yeah, and that's uh terrifying weight loss if yeah, it is. It's yeah. Really, that's, really quick. <laughs> that's liposuction. That yeah, exactly. Courtney Cox is doing that. So we we're probably to believe that he's lost four, five, six pounds over the course of this episode. So yeah, yeah that must be longer, <laughs> longer than a day or two. But but then it is weird because that is sort of the idea is like, oh, it's week by week. It must be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, friends chronology, it's very it's time is elastic. I feel like no matter how long it is, it's still too soon to it's, get a cat. Oh, far too soon. <laughs> well, but also, Ross isn't a stranger to diving in headfirst to relationships, though, cause Emily. So it's probably quite in keeping with Ross's character that he gets a cat after like two days. He's not uh, a stranger to diving in and getting an animal for no reason. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, I mean, to be fair, true. we could say in Ross's defence, at least this is an acceptable domestic <laughs> pet. <laughs> this is a this is a not. It's a very weird relationship where they're like, oh, he's going to let the cat will live with me for half the time and with Julie half the time. Yeah. You know, incredibly because that's, practical. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what cats in New York love to do. They love to take the subway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so this sets up, and we reveal that Rachel's on her date. Yeah, she's she's going to go on a date that night. Um, there's some very good. Across this storyline, there's some excellent Jennifer Aniston sort of oh, frantic she's lost brilliant acting. in this episode. This is, this is one of my favourite Jennifer Aniston Yeah, and episodes. ditto David Schwimmer. There's like yeah. the, the scene where Ross finds out. Oh, the scene where Ross finds out is, is like wonderful. Schwimmer masterclass. We, we can come on to that shortly. But So when Aniston finds out about the cat, though, yeah. and she's holding the tray and she leaves Central Perk and she darts back in and oh, I, we're not supposed to take these. That's such a weird line yeah. that I can't... I, can't, I mean, it's a brilliant line. She delivers it really well. It's the type of thing where I'm, I almost wonder if it was improvised. You know, when you're sort of like, I wonder if that was... Because it's that one of those things where she just leaves and then goes, they're not supposed to take these and puts the tray just down nowhere. I don't know. It just feels like such an odd thing. Yeah. If you wrote that on the page, you'd be like, oh, that's, no, that can't work. There's a few things in this episode like that. And we'll come to a couple, yeah, a couple of lines where you just go... If you were just writing that and go, that's my final script. Yeah, there we like, go. Done yeah, and done. We're not supposed to take these. What? Yeah, you'd be like, what? okay. No, that's not made it to the final draft. It's it's a real, I mean, th- that scene is wonderful where she says, I've got a date yes. with a man. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's just a, it's a wonderful performance from uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, what I would say, we do hit the limit of with Aniston's acting mm-hmm. uh, at a certain level. And maybe this is just my opinion and you don't agree. Aniston's drunk acting yeah. is, well, is quite something. And I, I do, like, in her defence, I feel like she veers from some really good convincing drunk acting. Yeah. But at times, it's woeful. At times, there are there are some real, there are some real missteps, I think. Yeah. I think that one of the problems is there isn't a gradient. Like, she doesn't have, like, a sort of... Because it's just that scene... She sort of has to go like I start off a little bit tipsy. I drink quite a lot, and then she is full blown drunk. Yeah, because like, basically the second time we come back to the date, she's, she's pouring wine into the she's empty, the empty bottle. It's all gone. It's all. It's all. She's like a hundred percent drunk. Yeah, it's like there of, is no further you can go. Here. Yes, there are some bits though that I really like when she does her drunk acting. When she talks about. Um, God, you're brilliant. How do I get that? Very quickly. I like right. her little her little jumps to from things. She seems to be all over the place, which I quite enjoy. Yes. No, and I like that. And the, there's the fruit fly Fruit lines. fly is great. Really what, are nice. what are they called? What are they called? What are they called? What are they called? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, uh, that's there are definitely some great bits of it. And the uh and the you're being kind of weird about your phone yeah. to the to the phone guy. The phone guy who is a um an American stand-up. Oh called. Oh, I'll get this. <laughs> His big break. Barry Diamond. <laughs> Stage name or real name? 
Oh, it's hard to tell, but Barry Diamond. If you got the name Barry Diamond, you're going into stand-up comedy. The thing about that moment in the scene, though, where Rachel, she borrows a phone, doesn't she, from someone on the next table, Barry Diamond, on the next table. But Barry Diamond's date looks more offended by Rachel asking to borrow the phone than she does by the fact that Barry Diamond's on the phone at dinner. (laughs) I I found that so weird. Like, it's Rachel that crosses the line, not him. It looked like such a long conversation the guy was having. He was like, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And she seemed to be like, this is just a normal date for me. Sitting across from Barry Diamond as he talks about his... <laughs> it was almost like, I mean, he could have just been out to dinner on his own. Yeah. It, it, she's, there was no need for her to be there at all. Do you think she's only there for that reaction shot? Maybe. As, yeah. as, to uh, be yeah, in the background. Says, that it's yeah. to, to look offended. To otherwise, be like, oh, Barry Diamond's God. having dinner on his own, isn't it? Yeah. and But I mean, Barry Diamond having dinner on his own is fine. But you, but you don't have a good shot of Barry going... What? Whereas with her, you're like, this woman's so drunk and yeah. she's out of control. I've become a bit obsessed with Barry Diamond, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I've been on barrydiamond.com most of the afternoon. Okay. Is he still working? Uh, or? Uh, he's still gigging. Of course. He looks like this now, Jack. I'm going to show you a photo of Barry. Oh, no. Very, yeah. <laughs> he looks oh, like, God. Who does he look like? He looks he, like someone. He does, like a game show host of some he sort. Does, or kind or, of... Um, who's the the... Oh god, the the dad in A Star Is Born. Oh god, what's his name? Ah, oh, you know the um in the new one. In the new one, yeah, oh, Lady Gaga's it. dad. I haven't seen the new one. Uh, and he's a he's like I'd a comic. Imagine it was him. Yeah. Ah, oh, he looks oh he looks terrible. He's w- sort of wearing like a sports coat as well. Uh, yeah, it's he, great. He's wearing it? a tracksuit. Adidas tracksuit. He looks like he's about to be taken out by Monica on a run. <laughs> <laughs> his about page: barrydiamond.com slash about. HTML is ah <laughs> oh, I just I could read this all day there's there's the first line is Barry Diamond November the 14th 1951 two question mark <laughs> so <laughs> already that's that is that is setting up your own mortality yeah. very much like like you got to that thing and went oh no yeah. when when will I well, die yeah exactly <laughs> I'll just pop a question mark for now born and raised in a small log cabin is the <laughs> next line I mean it's everything is great that's the only the only kind of comic I see is the ones are the ones born and raised in, in small log, log cabins um, Barry Diamond could have chosen to do anything he wanted to do he could have been a great teacher or financial wizard or a priest or a shepherd. Or a higher profile stand-up comedian, but seemingly he chose not to be. Instead, I went for ch- a mediocre to middling stand-up comedian. <laughs> Instead, he chose comedy in spite of his actual talent and experience with sheep. I mean, this biog is wonderful. That's great. I'm really... But then then it gets... You know, we always have this thing, Pete, don't you, where you go, oh, now it makes me feel a bit sad because it goes, Diamond's credits are impressive. He has appeared in... Friends is the first thing on of his course. credits list. But I mean, that is a small part in Friends. Yeah, but he's being kind of weird with his phone. That's great. Yeah, he's being kind of weird with his phone. But he's in everything. He's in Seinfeld. He's in Curb. He's in Politically Incorrect, which comes before Curb Your Enthusiasm, Ooh. despite... <laughs> I'm not sure if you're ranking those four shows. Unless this is, again, chronologically. Yes, maybe. <laughs> maybe it is. Um, there's, there's lo- I would encourage you all to go and read it. Uh, a paragraph- to go see Barry Diamond. Maybe in- go and see Barry Diamond if you're ever in New York. Yeah. Um, a, a paragraph much further down the page. Mr. Diamond is an American first a comedian second and a loving single parent to the most beautiful cat and dog Charlie and Princess Diamond third I mean what a strange way of ranking yourself Um, and then the very final one and I promise this will be the end of Barry Diamond Mr Diamond is available to perform anywhere in the world and most recently (laughs) 
and most recently has performed inside the volcano on the big island of Hawaii for Brian Cohen's bar mitzvah. The big island of Hawaii? I like how he's felt the need to talk up Hawaii there. It's, I, I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely That's obsessed. fantastic. Oh, my obsessed God. Obsessed with Barry Diamond. And it has to be inside the volcano. Yeah. That's the... <laughs> oh, no. He's performed just... in lava. Uh, upcoming shows. No shows booked at the moment. Oh, oh, honey. When do you think that was last uh, I updated? I don't know. But there you go. Barry Diamond. I think we can uh, move on from Barry, who's got the phone. Uh, this is the other sort of friend's problem is we seem to be in the era of time where mobile phones were commonplace. Yeah. But, but scarce. Yeah. To the fact that you would see a businessman with a mobile phone and then immediately flag them down. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like someone with a homing pigeon. Where like, you'd be like, good sir. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very it's odd. A, it's, a real, it's a real, like, device. It feels like a yes. like a and uh, and this whole plot line could only have played out in that very specific era of telephone communication because the whole reveal later yeah. then comes because Ross has to dial into his own voicemail from Monica and Rachel's apartment, which actually comes up in a lot more sitcoms than I feel like it must do in real life. Well, it's in like, Friends as well with um, Monica leaving Richard, Richard and yeah. accidentally yeah. changing his message, which even so, it's, even that is com- that's the one where no one's ready, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even that is quite complicated to try and understand given the technology. I'd go as far to say that friends might overuse the device. (laughs) A very specific device of (laughs) collecting your own voicemails remotely. Yeah, it's a a real, like, they must have thought, okay, we're on to something like, guys, we will, we'll be the sitcom that does this with our voicemails. Right, well, I wonder if in the spirit, you know, maybe in that way that they were like, oh, we'll film in widescreen for future. They were like, do you know what's going to be huge in about two (laughs) years, guys, is dialing your own voicemail from wherever you are. Yeah. So we'll be the, the guys and really get a hold of that first. Um, so, yeah, so Rachel's on a date. She's doing a drink acting. Mm. Um, she leaves the voicemail. Mm. I mean, Rachel is atrocious on this date. This is the, oh, yeah. the worst date a, a human could ever possibly go on. It's horrible. It's yeah. really, it's like, and it's sort of, it's it triggers so quickly. Like, she just immediately says, like, how long do cats live as a question? And it's like, I, I feel so bad for Ari Gross, who's just sitting there being, you know, he he's, they specifically say that he hasn't been on a date, <laughs> like, since his, since his divorce, and he's going on this date, and she, I mean, it's just, it's, it's wonderful in many ways. Because there is a moment where you feel like she's gone, oh god, I'm being awful, and yeah. she goes... and she oh. doesn't, but she doesn't, like, have any kind of self She, has, she like, doesn't change her behaviour after self- making that realisation, yeah. does she? It's yeah, a very she, weird decision she on She goes, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm just obsessed with this thing, and Anyway, let's be normal. Have you ever bought a cat with a yeah. girlfriend or something? And it's like... And then later on, it's like, oh, God, I'm being terrible still. And you're like, yeah. it's been an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're already through dinner and yeah. starters, mains, drinks, whatever yeah. you're having. Uh, Michael says no to dessert very, yeah. very quickly. And yeah. understandably so. In a, in, a, in a classic, like, no! Yeah. Oh, God, imagine! <laughs> Save the, me from the, the very idea! idea. <laughs> um, but in another way, it's very good performance. He does a sort of hammy, like, no, no, yeah. no to dessert. I yeah. mean, you wouldn't. You'd just be like, no, it's okay. Yeah, Thank I'm you. Fine, I'm fine. I mean, that's just quite a British thing. Maybe in America they do, they do theatrical no's for, <laughs> yeah. for desserts. That's the only way they'll let you get away. The chronology of then the next morning interests me. And some some would say we spend too much time analysing the chronology of Friends episodes. <laughs> to those people, I say, get off this podcast. <laughs> uh, this is immediately following the scene, the set, the first time Monica goes around, say, early in the morning to get Chandler before work, right? So it's before work. Yes. 
And at the same time, as Monica's nipped out to get Chandler for a run, Ross has come over to pick up some cat toys. Yeah, so why did she... Yes, that's bizarre. And it must be very early because Rachel's sitting there uh, downing aspirin as if she's just woken up with a hangover. Mm -hmm. So Ross is coming at, say, 7am to pick up cat toys on the way to the world's uh, earliest opening cat store to buy a cat (laughs) with Julie who's downstairs flagging a cat. Flagging a cat, which takes a while, obviously. Yeah, a real long time. A really long time to flag a cab in New York. And also, it's... This might just be my own sort of anxiety in that type of situation. But if I'd flagged a cab, Mm. I wouldn't then want to walk to the buzzer to buzz someone to come all the way down from the top. I mean, that's too long to wait. Julie is very chill. Very chill. And you can, from the whole episode, she seems to be chill throughout the whole show. Yeah. Like, she gets her heartbroken by, I assume she got her heartbroken. She she dates Russ later on as well. So I assume Russ breaks her heart as well. Well, I think they live happily ever after, maybe. That's how that ends, isn't it? She ends up with Russ. I think that's the implication that they live happily ever after. I don't know. I I feel like Russ can't make anyone happy. Dreadful, (laughs) dreadful character. Russ is an awful character. I'm going to go out there and say that, guys. Russ isn't, for me, a particularly realistic character. (laughs) Could just be Dave Dave Crib, but you never know. Um, But she seems completely, like, fine with the whole thing. I would be very much like, you said you were going to pick up the cat toys, because logically, Monica wasn't there. Like, Ross was supposed to go in, get the cat toys, and then go. And leave, right. And instead is like, I'll check my voicemail while my girlfriend, who I'm buying a cat with, waits downstairs. waits downstairs with the cat. I know, very odd. Very weird. Um, I think this. you might have texted me this as well, prior to this, and I can't remember if you have, oh, but I think, yeah. Ross's uh, delivery of... That might be the big... Re- I was like, I was... Uh, Rachel, like, Jennifer Aniston's uh, drunk acting and general performance was, like, 90% of the reason, and then the final 10% was uh, when they buzz the... Oh, God, when Julie buzzes, yeah. and he goes, oh, it's Julie, yeah. and then runs over, having been freaked out, and yeah. goes, uh, hi, Julie, yeah. and Julie says, I've got the cab, and he goes, I'll be right down. Yes. That's my favourite Ross line in the whole show. It's just amazing. I'll be right down. It's I'll be right down. so <laughs> good. It's so good, because this is, like, we're right in the middle of this, like, Schwimmer masterclass of, like... Um, completely lost in this world. A complete manic. meltdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just a complete meltdown. Oh, it's great. It's wonderful to watch. Oh, it's it's such a it's such like a it's someone who has just realised they have to pretend to be normal for a couple of seconds. Right. Being like, oh hello, yes, I'm a regular person yes, now. Yes, exactly. In the midst of Ross's meltdown is another one of these lines we were talking about earlier, where you think if this was just the line they wrote down on the page, it's weird. Yeah. But when Rachel sort of goes, "Well, you had feelings for me first, Chandler told me," and Ross goes, "When did he? When did he? When did he?" <laughs> and it's so great. It's so great because there's not even there's not even like the it's not a oh when did he like it's not as if he's accidentally repeating it. It's yes. like I must ask this three times. <laughs> when did he? 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 You like it's a, got such a great rhythm. I mean, it's such a good David Schwimmer performance. Did it's you so notice good. what happens at the end of when did he? When did he? When did he? Though no, this is potentially too niche even for us but David Schwimmer then mouths when did he twice more <laughs> silently <laughs> and I had to rewind it and double check that I'd watched no. it correctly. so he goes when did he 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 basically that works well on and the podcast yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah really good no really but good. I love the little oh, when did he when did he when did he when did he uh, it's I watched it maybe ten times I think I just that... kept going backwards and going this is 
just something. I'm going to have to rewatch that yeah. because, again, a big part of promo making is you need bits where they aren't mouthing things. Right. And that's genuinely the most frustrating thing when you can see someone mouthing something because you because if you hear that and you because you can't be like, oh, they're not actually saying anything. So, you know, it's fine because if you see someone mouthing something, you immediately assume that just the audio has gone out. Right. So if, so if David Schumer going, when did he, when did he? <laughs> it's not going to be useful for anyone. No, for no one. Oh. But although, you'll go and watch that back. Yeah. Nice ASMR. Yeah. David Schwimmer. Uh, and my final Schwimmer excellent moment is when he is leaving. He just shouts the word cat. I... Oh, okay. Rachel. I, I, so I like... I, it's so weird because the other bits have been so good. When he says cat... The actual phrase of the like saying "cat" is very weird. Yes. To the point that yeah. it like to the point where I'm like, "Oh, is that like like it's good?" But it's sort of out of the blue. It's out of the blue, and then the sort of it's mostly just the staring her down, yeah. <laughs> and then slowly backing out. That's just oh, what a. I mean, again, it, it's one of those things where you just must have imagined they go like, "Okay, just." axe this thing out. Yeah. I mean, we're also skipping over the iconic line, "You're over me." When, when were, were you, you under, under me? me? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, that, genuinely, that scene is probably one of my favourite Friends because it's such a big moment in Friends history because it's the first point when both parties know oh, that, yeah. that they are, you know, that they like each other. Um, and it's also really, really funny, which is one of those things that actually a lot of these times, like Friends, I think later on, it becomes like the scenes are either dramatic or funny. Mm. And actually that's one of those ones where it's like, oh, they've they've the balance here is perfect. Like yeah. when she's jumping on him and like trying to wrestle yes, off, it's physical. Physical, it's, it's so wordy, it's like the everything's good about it's it. It's just it? Yeah. and like the that thing of the um I've got a message from you. Yeah. Hey, who's Michael? And yeah. you'll you can sort of hear the because also when when the audience are when when uh when did he when did he Wendy? Uh when uh, Ross says, "Oh, can I check your message? Can I check my messages? I haven't been home." Yeah. And Mon- uh, like Rachel goes, "Oh, sure." You can hear the audience go, "Oh,", oh no, which yeah. is so nice. It's like there's a dialogue between the audience and the the cast. It's yeah, great. It's so watching that play out, like that's a proper farce. That yeah. bit, that tiny bit, isn't it? And yeah. then it then it moves straight into that, and then she's jumping on him, and oh yes, oh, it's wonderfully done. It's really well done, isn't it? Uh, it proceeds then the sort of what is supposedly the big iconic moment. And this was, I think this was voted like the sixth most iconic moment in all of TV or something ever. I find that baffling. Because the, the kiss. This, that, that, I think actually looking back on it, all three of the storylines uh, have pretty strong starts and then the final scene is rubbish and lets right. it down. Because yeah. this, this makes no sense. Like, they're... Their like their conversation is sort of like a meta thing of saying like why didn't you ever tell me and oh lots of things came up like Italian guys and Italian yeah, guys yeah. and they have this like blazing row like really angry thing where they're both like look I'm just gonna bottle it up okay yeah. well I'm just gonna bottle up as well it's okay, over fine. it's over it's over yeah. and then close the door and then you're like okay that that must be it yeah. and then the uh, like he just turns up again yeah and then it's like. What? One of Mad. the strangest things, which, uh, given it's a scene that, as you say, seen hundreds of times, and particularly because it's used in like the clip show episodes of Friends as well, so you see even more. There's one line that Ross says that only when watching it this time did I think it was odd. And he says, you had no right to tell me you ever had feelings for me. Which... I thought that as well, It's a really yeah. odd thing to say. Like, why... Sh- w- because he's why with... Not? Ju- yeah, why... Why is to say she had no right to say it is is really it's a really strange line. I think they really screw up the landing here at this because they've built it up so well, and this 
this is so this is much angrier than it needs to be and yeah. it comes from such an angry place from Ross that is sort of understandable but if you want them to kiss at the end he can't be that angry yeah. no or or the kiss has got to come in a really organic like yeah. anger passion fusion do you know what I mean like yeah, it's they, weird that it dissipates because it's all, of, all the anger goes as well because she can't open the door and that whole yeah. um, that is you just assume oh, put it there to kind of so diffuse it all doesn't long. it yeah and also, because she closed the door really quickly, and then it's like, oh, he can't quite... It's it's, it's a mess of a scene, yeah. really. It's like a real disappointment. Because often, again, when you're comping and like putting stuff together for promos, it's sort of like, oh, I need a good line that shows how much Ross and Rachel love each other. There is no love in that scene. <laughs> no. It is really angry and hateful. And their fe- I think their feelings are just based on like not being able to be with each other. That's the only intensity that they get. Right. It's quite sad. It's quite a sad scene. There's one line I really enjoy in amidst the anger and mess of it, uh, which is just, it's quite a throwaway line, but it's a, a good, a lovely David Schwimmer bit where they're arguing about, oh, you had no right to tell me, or when would I have told you things kept getting in the way? And she goes, oh, yeah, you only had like a year when we hung out like every night. And he goes, not every night. <laughs> That's and a great bit. It's really well delivered. It's a really good bit. And it does puncture the tension slightly. You know, there's a really nice moment there for a second. Yeah, it is, it is really nice. And it was also one of the things where you're like, I mean, he, again, as you say, like, you have no right to, he has absolutely no right to be angry here because he did have 365 days. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, just nonsense. Um, Then there's the kiss with the um, incredible U2 sound alike. It doesn't count as an interstitial. No, it's uh, Yeah, it's just a proper, I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of weird music in this episode. Yeah, that one is, um, again, internet hearsay. Apparently they wanted to use... uh, with or without you, by you too. Yeah. And they just couldn't get the rights in time. But apparently they then used it next episode. In the next episode, yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. is bizarre. The, yeah. the idea that they would be like, oh, week by week, we have we don't do our like song clearances months in advance. <laughs> yeah. Like, what what is going on? Where they're like, oh, we'll just use it next week. We'll have another scene where they're kissing in the rain. Yeah. Oh, right. And that's the list episode. And that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when it all goes to shit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an intense... My, my girlfriend hates this era of Friends because she can't... She finds it too uncomfortable to watch the Ross and Rachel sort of falling out and the uh, I saw they're just never really that you know? happy are they no they're not this is the thing this they don't I mean it doesn't really they don't get happy really until the lobster thing mm. that's later on that's like another three or four episodes the prom video prom episode, video yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is like that's the first time when I feel like there's some genuine kind of connection and love yeah but this is all very like bitter and yeah. sad very and yeah, because he sort of again, then the way he sort of like measures her up next episode with versus Julie versus Rachel, it's like, oh god, I don't know. There's not a good basis for a relationship here. No, it's no, absolutely. Sad. Not. Um, can I talk you through the the deleted scene in this episode? Oh yes, please. Slash it is on the DVD version. Okay. The deleted scene is in the pet shop. <laughs> okay, amazing. And there is uh, a whole scene where Ross is trying to choose between two cats. <laughs> And the, the the setup is like, oh, but I like them both. And uh, which one will I choose? Subtle. And there is a line that is, I think it's the, but they're both beautiful and funny. And I think I'd be happy with either. And it's, oh, it's God. mad. Funny. My very favourite thing about, and then there's another weird bit where Julie says, oh, we could get both cats or something. And Ross says, I think he says, um... Oh, that's that's like something Joey would do. <laughs> like, oh, God. It's really odd. Imagine if you were Julie being like, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Does, yeah. does Joey like cats? Have you gone mad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why um, it got deleted. 
<laughs> well, I think both content-wise and the fact that the person that plays the pet shop owner, and this is mad trivia, but the person that plays the pet shop owner is called, is called Fritzy Burr. She plays the pet shop owner in this scene. She also appears in the one with the stoned guy playing Mrs. Tedlock, uh, Chandler's secretary. Of course. She also appears as Mrs. Weinberg at Barry and Mindy's wedding. <laughs> and she also appears in the one where Nana dies twice as a guest at the at the future. She's in four different Friends episodes. Identity as fraud. Four different <laughs> characters. So maybe they were just like, do you know what? Fritzy's had she's had her fucking cake yeah. it by now. She is out of here. What absolute madness. That's crazy. But there you go. There you go. Other actors. Bit of the trivia. Uh, One other quick trivia fact for you. First use of the word Gunther in Friends. Ah. Was it to refer to Gunther? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. It wasn't just like, I've got a bit of Gunther on my shoe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Rachel says goodnight Gunther. And Uh, so far, uh, thus far. That's such a throwaway line. He's only just been man that works behind coffee shop. Yeah. Um, okay, very quickly, we must do the lightning round. Okay, here we go. Uh, which I think you'll do very well at, oh, and you've referred know. to some of them already. Uh, question one, what's the full name of Monica's cat? Uh, Fluffy Meowington. Very Can good. We, I mean, we, rubbish. We Absolute rubbish. Terrible name, but also we don't have time to talk about, when did Monica have a cat? Yeah, and apparently in another episode, she is allergic, so none of this makes any sense. <laughs> mad. Terrible. Absolutely <laughs> mad. When did Monica have a cat? Got it. Uh Question two, B. Question two, what did Joey say to Chandler the first time he saw Phoebe? Oh, God, it's awful. Awful I don't 90s say. alarm. Uh, awful it's 90s something alarm. like, uh, excellent rack, nice butt, or something like that. Excellent butt, great rack. Okay. What makes it worse yeah. is that Phoebe is genuinely flattered by this. I know. Oh, it's just, it's the, just a bit... Ugh. The only thing that slightly saves it is that she says, officially, I'm offended. Yeah, yeah. But weirdly, that feels a bit like, oh, I've got to I've be got offended. I've got to say, yes. Oh. It's, oh, it's very But it, I'd rather have fun and say that I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is Joey watching on TV because he can't find the remote? <laughs> a rabbi playing the electric guitar, which feels like such a 90s thing. <laughs> so 90s, isn't it? Do you think, again, they were like, in the future, everyone will have widescreen TVs, yeah. <laughs> voicemails that you can access anywhere, and rabbis playing the electric guitar will be everywhere. <laughs> It's mad. It's so great. Question four. What are the three things that Ross claims got in the way of him and Rachel getting together oh. previously? Uh, Italian guys, uh, ex-fiancés, and Italian guys. Correct. Correct. Word for word. Yeah. That's four out of four so far, mate. Uh, and this is just a, this is a, a time one. What time is it in the final scene when Monica comes over to get Chandler for a run? Oh, God. It's... Is it 6.30? It is 6.30 Oh yeah That is a full house wow. Watched Impressive. it twice on the way over <laughs> And 94 times in the last year Oh yeah um, Excellent I mean if you hadn't got full marks in the lightning round I would have been fired You would have been fired yeah. I would have been fired they, they would listen and they'd say No I'm I'll sorry. be sending this directly to your line manager <laughs> Thank you so much uh, Jack Bernhardt thank you so much No thank you so much This is such a wonderful podcast Thank oh, you for having me You Oh no you. I loved it, <laughs> it uh, it's, been, it's been great I've genuinely absolutely loved it It's been lovely. Uh, See you next week, Pete. Bye now. Goodbye. Very much forgot to record the end bit for the next episode, didn't we? Very professional, I hear you cry. You're quite right. So it's just me here to tell you what's happening next week. Uh, But to make it seem like we're both here talking to each other, I'll find a clip of Pete saying something like, yes, uh, and, you know, I'll just drop it in at some point. Isn't that right, Pete? Yes. Good news. So uh, next week's uh, episode of Friends with Friends features the writer and part-time wrestler 
indeed, Lexi Rose, and she's chosen Season 4, Episode 13, The One with Rachel's Crush. Season 4, Episode 13. Go watch it. See you next week. Bye, Pete. Say yes again. Yes. GreatBigOwl.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com <laughs>